happy Friday, everybody. We made it. Made it to the end of the work week. Welcome into the Plank Show. Josh Helmer, Connor Pasby hanging out with you for the next three hours right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network, the home of Sooner fans. We've got ourselves a doozy of a weekend coming up. Oklahoma men's and women's basketball in action this weekend. Both playing TCU, one home, one away. And this is as good a time as any to go ahead and remind everyone or inform if you weren't hanging out with us yesterday morning, Maddie Williams, Sooner women's basketball star. She will be joining us here in just about a half hour to talk about the Sooners' big win over Baylor the other night, preview the Sooners game versus TCU tomorrow, one thirty inside the LNC. So looking forward to that. Going to be awesome. Be the first time I've gotten to talk to Maddie Williams on this show. So that'll be a ton of fun. Wrestling, they've got the Virginia Duels this weekend. Oklahoma women's gym, Connor, a big top five matchup down in Salt Lake City with Utah. But, of course, we remain. We remain still on when, if, there's going to be an announcement. Really just when. If the announcement will be for USC for Caleb Williams. I still think that's where this thing is going to wind up. But we shall see. Oklahoma's not wasted any time here though that's uh, one thing I love about what Britton Vittables and his staff has done they went out they get UCF transfer quarterback Dylan Gabriel who has had himself a heck of a career so far at UCF 70 touchdown passes 14 picks bonafide starter for Oklahoma and has that relationship with Jeff Levy Worked with Jeff Levy in the 2019 season, but but Oklahoma, Brent Vittables, Jeff Levy, not done with just Dylan Gabriel. Chubba Purdy has already been into Norman this week for a visit, and on the heels of Purdy's visit to Oklahoma, all of a sudden, this has turned into a massive recruiting weekend for OU. So quite possibly the party just getting started for Sooner Nation. There's been uh, rumors, thoughts, reports all week that potential USC transfers Jackson Dart, 6'3", 215-pound quarterback, played in six games for USC this past season. I didn't really... Again, you're not totally inundated with what's going on with USC this past season when you don't realize, oh, (laughs) your head football coach is going to wind up at USC and the top destination for your starting quarterback in Caleb Williams is going to become USC. And on top of that, two USC players, one in Jackson Dart who – has started three games, played in six, 
and a standout tight end. They're both going to enter the transfer portal. Hadn't hadn't seen or watched a ton of Jackson Dart. Caught you know bits and pieces when he came in and filled in for Keaton Slovis and watched at the end of the season, but not every little last drop of Jackson Dart. Yet here we are, where Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg, that's the tight end, both a couple of four-star kids coming out of high school. Reportedly, they're both in for visits this weekend to OU. That's the tip of the iceberg, though. That's, That's the the main headlines and we'll spend a ton of time this morning talking about Jackson Dart. What are the chances that Oklahoma lands Jackson Dart? And you would have to think if Dart comes to OU, then Trigg is coming alongside Dart to Oklahoma. What would that mean for the quarterback situation at OU? All of a sudden, then you've got Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Dart, and we have ourselves a good old-fashioned quarterback duel in Norman, which we really haven't seen one of those in and quite some time. Potentially, if you see Chubba Purdy commit to, that's a three-quarterback battle that'll be going on. And you signed uh, Nick Evers, who, yes, he's going to be a true freshman, but four-star kid, so it's not like, not like he's not a talented quarterback. Listen to... All of these different recruiting items this weekend for Oklahoma. 2022 four-star edge, Cavante Henry. He's out of Lawndale, California. He's going to visit OU this weekend. Six foot four, 225-pound edge. He's been a Michigan commit since last summer. But we'll see if Brent Venables, if Miguel Chavis... If this defensive staff, if they can't roll out the red carpet a little bit and convince Henry that that Norman, Oklahoma is where he wants to be. 2023 four-star quarterback, Jackson Arnold, out of Denton, Texas. Via 247 Sports, he's the number six quarterback. Six-foot-one, 195-pound quarterback, Jackson Arnold. He's going to be in this weekend. We've already seen the picture circulating. Tulane three-star defensive tackle transfer target Jeffrey Johnson, who, oh, by the way, you might remember season opener had six tackles against Oklahoma. He's in. He, he, he's already in Norman visiting with Oklahoma. You can argue he's probably one of the best available defensive guys in the portal. Had nine sacks, four years for Tulane. 44 tackles this past year. I love it. I love it. 44 tackles, that is correct, and two and a half sacks this past season. That's uh, some of the recruiting rumblings. You've also got Louisville three-star corner transfer, Kenny Walker, who's visiting. Fans will like this. Six foot two, 194 pounds. So he's long. Rangy has some length uh, about him, so not not your five foot ten type corner. No, he's he's six foot two. And last but not least, defensive uh, tackle transfer from Tulsa, Jackson player is set to be making a decision. 
I guess on Sunday between Oklahoma, Arkansas, Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma State. So the six foot, two hundred and ninety pound defensive tackle who in his own right, Connor, had fifty tackles this past season and five sacks in twenty twenty one. It has been an All-American Athletic Conference selection each of the past two seasons for Tulsa, making a decision. There is one crystal ball prediction for him out there that says it's going to be Arkansas. That came from the Arkansas site, so take that with a grain of salt. Maybe, we, maybe we shall some see. bias. Sanders... Sanders, I think, uh, Drew Sanders, the Alabama linebacker who's entered the transfer portal, I think he's going to be in this weekend for Oklahoma too. So, huge potential recruiting weekend for Oklahoma. What about Jackson Dart to OU, though? What kind of a chance do does Oklahoma have to land Jackson Dart? I would imagine – a puncher's chance they're they're up against Ole Miss and TCU for Jackson Dart and looking at that I would say Ole Miss probably the least amount of competition for the job I mean if he losing Carell and not sure if you have much of a battle like outside of Carell for the quarterback spot TCU, you've got Chandler Morris. Duggan will be back at TCU. Oklahoma, of course. <laughs> Excuse me. Oklahoma, of course, you've got Dylan Gabriel, who's transferred in. So it would be a full-fledged quarterback battle if he comes to Norman. I'd love to see it, though, man. I'd love to see it. And while I would favor Dylan Gabriel in that quarterback battle because of the Levy connection – because they've they've operated together and he's been the starting quarterback for a season under Lebby in 2019, that that gives him the leg up. But Jackson Dart was a four-star quarterback for a reason. He's the number three player in the 24-7 sports transfer portal rankings, again, for a reason. And he's... Prototypical, six foot three, two fifteen. If you're not super up to date with what Jackson Dart's season at USC looked like, he wound up throwing for one thousand three hundred fifty-three yards, nine touchdowns, five picks. Arguments against coming to OU. I'm not going to put a ton of stock into this, but technically he was zero three in his three starts with USC, though the final game against Cal, he wound up leaving with an injury. Not going to put a ton of stock into that. Talented, talented kid, obviously, that has gotten a fifth star on 247 Sports since entering the transfer portal. So the experts that be have seen enough to go ahead and hand out that fifth star to Jackson Dart. Would be a fascinating situation if that's where we wind up with Oklahoma, where Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, adios, see you later, bye, they're out. And you bring in two guys that have started college football games and 
one of those in Jackson Dart, who was a highly, highly recruited kid coming out of high school and certainly very coveted coming out of the transfer portal right now. Gabriel and Dart in a full-fledged quarterback battle. Do you have a way that you lean if that comes to fruition? I would lean toward Gabriel just based on the you know experience and how many games he under his belt at UCF and just kind of lit up the college football world when he's when he's healthy and ready to go. Me too. I'm leaning Gabriel because of the Levy connection, but I think Dart would give him a run for his money, no doubt. And obviously any competition at the quarterback spot, really any any position in general, but at the quarterback spot, not the worst thing if whoever winds up being the starting quarterback doesn't just have that thing set up for him on a silver platter. But they I think they're, have I think to work game, to earn it. I think their games are pretty similar to their style of play at the quarterback position. Uh, running around, just make things happen out of nothing. I like a quarterback that can buy some time and work the improv game a little bit. So we've got a busy show. Maddie Williams again coming up in 20 minutes right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. This is the Plank Show. I've been workshopping this as our social media question of the day. And maybe it's time to just move the conversation in a different direction and focus on Jackson Dart. Focus on what Oklahoma already has in Dylan Gabriel at the quarterback position, but I was workshopping this last night. Tell me what you think, Connor, because I've got an idea of how it seems the Oklahoma fan base feels, and I'm not sure necessarily it's the right or wrong way to feel, but listen to this. In addition to UCF transfer quarterback Dylan Gabriel, you only get to pick one. Can't have both, Connor. Which quarterback would you rather have on campus and why? Jackson Dart or Caleb Williams? I'm sticking with Gabriel, just based on seeing him in person and what he's well, ca- capable of doing. G- Gabriel's Gabriel's a lock, okay? You're picking between Jackson Dart and Caleb Williams. I would go Caleb Williams. <laughs> That's the right answer. That is the right answer, but I'm not Most, sure. Some people may not want to say that, but that is that's the correct answer. Let's let's dive into that a little bit because is it the right answer? I think it's the right answer. We've seen some flashes of brilliance from Caleb Williams. There's been some nice moments for Jackson Dart, though, last season at USC. And if he picks OU, you've got another guy that, in addition to Dylan Gabriel, wants to be in Norman. Wants to be with Brent Venables, wants to be with Jeff Levy, which even if Caleb Williams were to, say, pick OU again, I I don't know that necessarily you can feel super comfortable that Caleb Williams wanted to be in Norman. We'll take an opening timeout. Let's dive into a little bit of that debate next. Hey, the NFL playoffs, I didn't even mention that. NFL playoffs going on this weekend. We've got our usual hit pieces out there. I saw Dan Wetzel put one out there. Which quarterback is under the most pressure this weekend? Which quarterback needs to win the bat, uh, win the in the worst way? 
So we can we can kick that around a little bit too. Maddie Williams, you'll want to stick around for that here in just about 15 minutes. It's the Plank Show. We are off and running on a Friday. Hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. That's the easiest way to interact with us, 405-651-3439. Keep it locked in right here. It's the home of Sooner fans. Good morning, good morning. We're back. Ref Sports Network, this is the Plank Show. Hour number one of the Plank Show, as always, it's brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. VHFence.com. Get your fencing needs taken care of through the premier fence company in Oklahoma. They offer free estimates and customer satisfaction. That's their top priority. Get your fence back in shape before the summertime. Give them a call, 405-735-1167. That's 405-735-1167. Connor, I feel I've been I've been rude this morning. I didn't even say, hey, good morning. How was your night? It was it was kind of rude. It's okay though. <laughs> well, how was your night? Good morning. It was good. A lot of a lot of basketball watching, some uh, some good college games. Uh, got to watch the Thunder take down the Nets without Kevin Durant. Yeah, what the heck happened in that game? Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Lou Dort decided they were just going to go crazy. Then Giddy put up 19. It was very – I did not see that one coming at all. 130-109. The no Kevin Durant thing obviously was beneficial. Yep, another bad night to be a Thunder fan. They won again. Then you had the Warriors go down by 39 at half. Yeah, the the Bucks just crushed them last night. I was uh, taking in some college basketball. Big win for Oregon in OT over UCLA. They toppled number three. We can hit all of these stories as we progress throughout the the morning, and we'll mix some of that in in the top stories of the day coming up top of next hour. What do we got, though? I am a man of the people always, so who has chimed in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439? Someone said, would rather have uh, Dart, don't want someone here who don't want to really be here. Caleb can go chase the money in L.A. with Mulshu. See, that's, I don't know if I'm being influenced by social media, by what, some of the response has been for us on our text line, but I, I think it's pretty close. If it's not the majority now or, like, if I told you Dort's coming to Oklahoma or Caleb Williams is coming back to Oklahoma and straight-up pick guaranteed that one of those two is coming, you get to pick – and, oh, by the way, you've got Dylan Gabriel as well. I, I think right now, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn, I think the majority of, of Oklahoma fans might say Jackson Dart now. Well, then you don't want to see, like, Kayla Williams just coming back for, you know, our new world of NIL money just to give himself a better, you know, he just wants more money. I think uh, any sort of name, image, likeness deal that was going to happen has already been on the table, and if not outright declined, it was, uh, again, 
not enough to convince Caleb Williams over these last however many weeks that OU was the place he wanted to be. What else we got? Someone said, someone said Carl definitely go miss wide open receivers with Tebow. <laughs> do, do you understand what that text means? I do not. <laughs> so, on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, the listeners have taken to not calling Caleb by his first name anymore. They are referring to him as Carl. So that's that's what that text means. And hopefully you understand that Dart is not a dual threat, but a drop back passer may not be ideal for Lebby's offense. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I would say that Lebby could probably figure it out. If he were the better of the two options between himself and Gabriel, that I trust that Jeff Lebby can adjust to the talent that he has presented in front of him. What he did at Ole Miss, yeah, there's no question that he can, with more, you know, more guys at OU, more playmakers, that he'll be able to do that. I'm fired up, though. I can't wait to see what happens this weekend. My my guess would be that Jackson Dart doesn't pick Oklahoma because Dylan Gabriel's all, already here, but somebody like that who came out of high school was a four-star kid, super talented, shouldn't be shouldn't be afraid of any kind of competition, but then again, I just sort of look at it and say, okay, go to Ole Miss, maybe a little less competition going in sort of uh, maybe makes sense. But I'd love to see Jackson Dart and Norman. I would love to see it. Be a, It would be a fascinating development. Okay, we got to take a timeout right on schedule right here. Maddie Williams from the Oklahoma women's basketball team set to join us next. Sooners, big win earlier this week over Baylor, 83-77. They were victorious. Of course, Maddie Williams has been a longtime star for Oklahoma. So we are excited to welcome Maddie Williams next. So keep it locked in right here. It's the home of Sooner fans. You're listening to the Plank Show on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Newest member of the 1500 Points Club at the University of Oklahoma. Probably in good spirits, I would imagine, coming off that huge win from several nights ago, 83 to 77 over Baylor. We welcome in Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball star Maddie Williams to the show. Maddie, thank you so much. Good morning. Appreciate you joining us. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Thank y'all for having me. You're very welcome. Hey, you and your team off to a fantastic start to this season. 14-2 and overall, now 3-1 and in Big 12 play. And this team coming off a another big come from behind win over Baylor. Just how fun has this start to the season been for you and this group? Oh no, yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's been great to be able to showcase the the talent that we have and the work that we've been putting in over the preseason and even just to come out there and prove people wrong, like and even show ourselves what we're made of. So, um this season has been pretty well pretty pretty fun to be part of specifically the win earlier this week, Wednesday night over Baylor. What uh, what did that win mean for this team? And how how were you and this team able to 
overcome multiple double digits right out of the gate too, and then obviously yeah. ultimately late make the plays to to win the thing. No, yeah, um, the win Wednesday was great for us. Um, it was great for it was a great confidence boost. Not that we need. I mean, we we have a, a pretty good amount of confidence um, to be able to come out and win games, but. Wednesday just showed us what we were made of, um, that we could hang with the big dogs. Um, and as far as, like, playing through um, slow starts, um, we've been able to just keep telling each other that, you know, we're good. Like, we're, we're, we're going to make it through this little slump that we're having in the beginning of the game, and we're going to come out and finish strong because now how you start is how you finish. So rewind with me just a little bit here. Take me back to last spring. Coach Ginny Baranchek announced as the new head coach. Of course, there's Mm -hmm. new assistant coaches that come on board on the staff. What was that transition like for you? And now that you've, you know, been able to enjoy some success together, what do you enjoy (laughs) about Coach Baranchek and this coaching staff? No, yeah. I mean, spring was a was a confusing time for us. Um, it definitely was a weird time. We had never – I mean, we've never experienced a coaching change. I haven't. Personally, I've never experienced a coaching change in the middle of my career. So um, that was definitely something new for me. But I'm always open to, to new ideas and new faces, new energy. So um, it was great that Jenny and them came in with that and was able to provide that for us. Um and now, I mean, and she's just been great. I mean, I didn't have any expectations with for her coming in, and she's just been fantastic for us and the girls. Oklahoma's Maddie Williams hanging out with us, often eighty-three to seventy-seven win over Baylor. I'm not surprised that you would be able to handle a transition gracefully. Uh, you've been one that has embraced adversity and. And come out ahead. I mean, I look at last season, the COVID season. You wind up a unanimous first team All Big Twelve selection nice. during last season. So it's not as if you're you're not able to handle adversity. But when you think about that, what last season was like, what your career has been like, how have you been able to handle some of the different adversities that have come your way individually and in this program's way? Um, I mean, I think I think personally that um, comes from like just the person that I am. I'm not I'm not the type of person who um, takes things super super seriously. Um, I think that that helps with being able to like move through adversity and push through adversity. And I think that um, that attitude has been able to radiate onto my teammates too. Um, just to be able to be that leader for them and help them through times of adversity, times that they feel like it's hard that we might not get through. I mean, I'm I'm just able to be that voice that's like, guys, like we're good, like we're gonna get through this and then we're gonna we're gonna come out with a win if we need to. Where does your energy on the court come from? I, I, I get, you know, prisoner of the moment you wanna win, so obviously you're going to be animated, but have you always been sort of that louder personality in your family or how, how does how does that energy that you provide for this team where does that come from what's what's the genesis of it um I think I, I wouldn't say that I'm that I have that kind of a loud personality um in 
like within my family and at home and stuff. Um, it's a little different. It comes off a little different, but I mean, it might be the same. But as far as like where it comes from, I mean, I, I just I I like to play basketball like that. I like to play basketball with this dog mentality, with this dominate dominating mentality, and I feel like. When when you express that, it kind of intimidates the the opponents a little bit. Um, and so, I mean, a, a lot of the things that I do is to be able to give it to my teammates. So I, I, I do that to give energy to my teammates, like to give confidence to my teammates. So, Maddie Williams is hanging out with us. Maddie, uh, great start for you individually to this season. You and Taylor Robertson, you're just taking turns left and right, knocking off individual milestones. Taylor <laughs> Robertson, not too long ago, joined the 1500 Career Points uh, Club. Obviously, uh, the other night versus Baylor, or excuse me, versus Kansas, you you joined the 1500 Career Points Club. Mm-hmm. What did that individual achievement mean to you? Um, I mean, it it just meant a lot that I can that I could put something down in the books, you know. Um, and I'm and I'm sure it meant the same to you, Robin. She's the best to ever do it in the Big Twelve. But um, uh, yeah, it was just it's just great to be able to come out here and set records. I mean, not a lot of people get to do that. Not a lot of people get to be put down in the books. So um, it's just a great opportunity, and I'm I'm blessed. And as a teammate, Maddie, it has to be – It has to be. well, obviously it's great when a teammate goes five for five from three-point range. But for Taylor Robertson to become the Big, Big 12's all-time career three-pointers made record holder and then to do it during a game where she is perfect, five for five from three, how cool mm-hmm. was that to see for your teammate? Oh, no, it's so, it's so dope always to see just – how T. Rob moves, like it, on and off the court, in a game and out of a game. Um, she's she's always in the gym. It's it's hard to get her out, and just for her to be able to showcase the work that she's been putting in, and um, to be able to reach those milestones is just great, and it's great to be part of. What what does it mean, or what has it meant to you to be in Oklahoma sooner, Maddie? Um, I mean, it, it's 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 meant a lot. It's meant a lot to be able to be here through through thick and thin, to be able to fight with these girls and to build the relationships that we've built, um, to learn the things that we've learned. I mean, um, it's just it's just different. It's just great to be part of. It's been a fabulous career for you so far. It's been a terrific start to this season. Obviously, big game coming up tomorrow afternoon, 1.30 inside the LNC. Everybody get out there, go support this team versus TCU. Maddie, uh, you you don't have to share details from the scouting report, but what what can you tell us about your next opponent in TCU? Um, I don't know what I can tell you about them, but I know what I can tell you about us. We're going to run and we're going to play defense for sure, regardless of who we play. I love it, Maddie. Hey, best of luck the rest of the season. Congrats on a fabulous start to you, uh, to, to your season and this team start to the season. And I appreciate you joining us this morning. Yeah, thank y'all for having me so much. Boomer. Boomer Sooner. There you go. Maddie Williams, who has, again, had an incredible career at Oklahoma, has started more than 90 games in her career. And, again, versus Kansas – on January 8th, became the 12th player in Oklahoma women's basketball history to surpass the 1,500 points scored mark. 
unanimous first team All Big Twelve selection for her work last season, and I would say. Well on the way, averaging 18.4 points per game and eight rebounds per game so far this season to being right in the thick of the hunt to be a unanimous first-team All-Big 12 selection once more this season. So, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. It is the Plank Show right here on a Friday hanging out with you. Appreciate everybody over at Oklahoma for letting Maddie join the show this morning. That was fun. Big game, big game coming up tomorrow, 1.30 inside the LNC. And that team, it deserves your support. The turnaround that they have engineered, the way that they're playing. And now with that win over Baylor, it's four double-digit deficits this season that they have erased. Obviously, the, the goal is, hey, let's not fall behind by double figures again. But it is a nice quality that whenever whenever they've – kind of been put in that position they've found ways to win basketball games first first top 15 win since 2017 incredible yeah coach Baranchek, her team they are doing some big things 14 and 2 3 and 1 in big 12 play we'll take a to come back wrap up our number one right here it's the home of sooner fans thanks again to maddie williams Sooner women off to a fantastic start 130 tomorrow versus tcu in the L- inside the LNC, they'll try to keep it rolling. Open the show talking about Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg, who reportedly just a pair of the names that are set to be in Norman this weekend. So we will keep our tabs on that and see what happens over the weekend. I don't think that anything's going to be breaking in, in regards to Dart during the show. I don't think that necessarily anything's going to be breaking with Caleb Williams today. Feel like feel like we should already have an announcement, and yet here we are. I feel like it's got to be soon. Right. Today's supposed to be the, the last day for enrollment, but I guess there's a little bit of a grace period. So at this point, I think OU's ready to move on. They've done so with Dylan Gabriel, and – Good chance they're going to do the same with Chubba Purdy and Jackson Dart. Before we hit the top of the hour, we can hit up the phone lines and talk to you on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line, 405-329-9000. Bill has given us a ring. Bill, what's up? Good morning. Thanks so much. Uh, Cal's going to look around about five or six more teams. And uh, wait until the last thing and let Mearshill get a third-team quarterback situated. I don't think it would, would hurt any be, OU fans' feelings if Lincoln Riley ends up up the creek minus a paddle. Hey, if he's not at Oklahoma, yes, that would not hurt my feelings one bit if he's not at USC either. And let's see what Mearshill does with this third-team quarterback. Uh, how do they feel about Ahmad Moten, the the two kids out of Florida that they're recruiting? I think uh, pretty good, pretty good about Moten. Uh, Mason Thomas is another kid who's an Iowa State commit that just got an OU offer recently. Really, Moten and Thomas were 
sort of reported as big OU leans quite a while ago, and, and it took a while for, I guess, Thomas to get that offer from Oklahoma. So I, I would say I would say good about Moten. Right. Uh, I just want to say, I, I said 12 for Cowboy White and style to New York Show Hefson, 13 quarterback. That would be so sweet for everything he's done. Again, would not hurt any Oklahoma fans' feelings, I don't think. That's all I had. Bill, appreciate it. Thanks for the phone call. Bill is all in on a mule shoe disaster. I don't see that taking place. I just don't understand outside of sort of pitting name image likeness deals up against one another or some of the theories that started getting thrown around that maybe Lincoln Riley's name is linked in a couple of these NFL coaching searches. No clue what the holdup could be here. Seems like the writing's on the wall. USC is where Caleb Williams is going to wind up. So why that hasn't happened or been announced yet, your guess, as good as mine. Maybe uh, maybe there's a late surprise. I've said, though, all along for me that USC is one of the worst options on the table for Caleb Williams. Well, the fan base, too, when you look at the fan base for the last five or so years. That's a lot of a lot of empty a lot of empty seats. It won't be like playing in the Palace uh, on the Prairie or the Cotton Bowl down in Dallas. There will it, now Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. If that comes to fruition, I think it will. That pairing will generate a lot of excitement with the USC fan base, but that's still not going to be enough to have a packed Coliseum. Ain't going to happen. USC fans. They just don't care as much out there about college football. But I'm not even looking at that through the lens of the Oklahoma fan base versus the USC fan base versus UCLA's fan base versus Georgia, Notre Dame, whoever. I'm talking strictly football. Why would you go to USC? That's a 4-8 and eight football team this past season. Well, then considering UCLA, too. I believe he took a UCLA visit right after USC. So it'll be interesting how this plays out. And what if Caleb Williams decides to go to UCLA, battles, battles it out with Lincoln next season? Yeah, Chip Kelly developed quarterbacks for the NFL like 10 years ago. And, oh, by the way, stunk in the NFL as a head football coach. So if that's who you want to attach your future to – then good luck. Georgia would have, Georgia would have made sense if there was any interest from Georgia. I think Notre Dame, if it's not Oklahoma, is a program that that makes some sense. Oklahoma made a ton of sense. You're not you're not getting much better when you leave, you know when you leave Norman. You've already got relationships that you've built with the skill guys here at OU. You've got a talented group of skill guys. Jeff Lebby is. One of the best offensive minds in the sport. Alas, not going to happen. Oh, well, Jackson Dart season. Here we go. That's it for hour number one. Keep it coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. Hour number one, as always, of the Plank Show. Of course, it's brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Top, top five stories of the day.
on deck next. Keep it locked in right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. It's the home of Sooner fans.